Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Kate Orslan. And I'm John Haley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Virginia Housing Development Authority. Hey, Kate. Oh, hey, John. How's it going? It's going, man. It's going. This is this is a hard episode to follow our 100s. It really is. You know, when you think about, you know, the pomp and the ceremony behind 100 episodes, you want to follow it up with an exciting topic, something that really grabs people's attention. And so today we're talking about updates to our standard forms. Standard forms. Not quite the same. Don't take a nap right. yet, guys. But what this lacks in panache, it makes up for in importance. Substance. Very substantive discussion today, guys. We're here for it. We're here for you. That's right. So, we get it. We're talking about changes to forms. It may not seem like the much natural format to talk about changes to the standard forms in a podcast. You may think... This should be done in a print medium where where I can follow along with the language. Nevertheless, we say we do what we want, and we're going to talk about some of the high-level changes and the reasons behind them. And many of you probably know this already, but there could be some listeners out there who aren't quite as tuned in to what Virginia Realtors does with our forms. So first of all, our forms are available for free to our members through our website, Zip Forms, and Instanet. That's right. Starting on July 1st, there's going to be forms available on Dotloop for you. And when we say free, we mean that you don't have to pay for the forms themselves. All realtors have access to zip forms for free through NAR, but if you use a different platform or upgraded services, you may have to pay for the transaction management software or additional services. We generally release our forms on January 1 and July 1 of each year. So you'll always know when to look for new forms and updates to our existing forms. Since 2015, we've been able to stick to the schedule. But if there's a major case or issue that happens in between at some point, we may update off the schedule. Don't worry. We have your back. If we have to update off the January 1st, July 1st schedule, it'll be really important, and we'll make sure to widely publicize it to the membership. You want to see what's changing and what's new, and you agree with Kate's earlier statement that maybe a podcast isn't the best way to present new forms, you can always go to the standard forms part of our website. At the top of that page is a link with the latest revisions and redline versions of the changing forms, along with sample versions of our new forms. We try to put those up four to six weeks in advance so that you're prepared and know what to expect when January 1st or July 1st rolls around, which means if you want to pull them up right now, we'll wait. Okay, Don't forget to log into the website. Right, make sure you're logged <laughs> in to see this page. If you've got questions, you can always submit them to the legal hotline. And if you have suggestions for changes to forms or new forms, you can send those to forms at virginiarealtors.org. Or if you forget the email address or you're on the hotline for another reason, you can always submit them to the hotline. The attorney on duty that day will make sure that the right staff person gets your suggestion. But also... If you want to get involved in helping review and draft the forms, if you're sitting here chomping at the bit, like, ooh, forms are my favorite, committee applications are open until June 
2019. You can apply to be on the risk management committee. And in the section that asks why you want to volunteer for the committee, explain that forms are your passion and why you think you'd be a good fit for the subcommittee. See again, forms are my passion. Correct. So without any further ado, let's talk about what's actually changing on July 1, 2019. While we have 24, that's right, 24 forms that are changing, we actually don't have anything too major as far as changes. Let's start by knocking out a bunch of those changes and talk about the widest impacting change, and that has to do with wire fraud. Wire fraud. I don't know why I sung that like it was a good thing. Yeah, it's. I think it's the kind of thing where you try to give bad information in a positive way to lessen the blow. Maybe that was it. Just trying to get people excited. That's also true. Jazz them up. Mm-hmm. All of the brokerage agreements, listing agreements, buyer brokerage agreements, property management agreements, tenant agreements, are having a paragraph added to the end that warns the client of wire fraud schemes and that they should not wire any funds without personally speaking with the intended recipient to confirm the routing number and bank account number. We add similar language to the various sales contracts and the lease and guarantee of lease. And that accounts for 18 of the forms that we're changing. In addition to the wire fraud paragraph that's being added to existing forms, we have a brand new form, Form new 1510. Form. That's right. I've sung that. I got excited about that too. I don't know. It's just the day. Kate's very excited about this. Psyched to be here. Psyched beyond belief. Uh, so this new form is Form 1510, which is called the Wire Fraud Hold Harmless Agreement. It contains similar warnings as the language that we add to the other forms, but it goes a little bit further to include language that the client will hold the firm harmless in the event of wire fraud. Obviously, it's our recommendation that you use this form in addition to the language that's been added to the rest of the forms because it goes further and protects you. But we know this extra form may not always be practical, and that's why we've included the warning in the brokerage agreements, sales contracts, and leases. A client may refuse to sign the hold harmless agreement, or you may just plain forget. But we thought it was important to include the warning in as many places as possible. On to animals. Not, well, some pets. Anyways, um, the pet addendum form 220 and the assistance animal addendum form 225 were both tweaked slightly to match the lease agreement. This is where we remind you, assistance animals are not pets. That's correct. See, my statements made made more sense Mm -hmm. now. Now they say the addendum is between landlord and tenant through landlord's agent. We also updated the pet addendum to remove the reference to the flat fee for extermination. And we did that because there was some confusion that was causing amongst landlords, tenants, and uh, property managers. References to the maximum weight of the assistance animal were removed from the assistance animal addendum. Now we're going to talk a little bit about some forms that we changed related to the uh, POA and the Condo Act. So the Purchaser's Acknowledgement for Receipt of the POA Disclosure Packet, Form 620, and Purchaser's Acknowledgement of Receipt of Condo Resale Certificate, Form 630, were both updated due to a change in the law from the 2019 General Assembly. While neither of these forms are mandatory, we wanted to update the language to reference the new provision in the law that states that the buyer's three-day right to terminate starts as soon as any portion of the disclosure packet or resale certificate is delivered. As we've been teaching new laws, we've heard from a lot of members that think this new law is unfair to the buyer. So we're going to quickly address that. The law has always been unclear as to when the clock starts running in the event that a partial packet is delivered. 
So we've always taught the buyer should assume the clock starts as soon as they receive anything. In 2018, there was a court case that created a little bit of ambiguity about this. And when there's ambiguity, only the attorneys win. That's right. So I went to law school. We win. But we don't want to win. I'm, I don't know where I'm going. In this case, this. we don't want to win. We want to help you protect your business. That's, That's right. our priority. That's right. Return to the message. This law provides clarity and a bright line rule, which we love. So if the association delivers a partial packet, the buyer has to make a determination based on that partial packet about whether he or she wants to terminate or continue with the contract. This form now includes language reminding the buyer of this new bright line rule for when the clock starts running. We updated the referral agreement, Form 800, uh, to add a field for the brokerage tax ID number. And we heard this information that y'all needed when entering into these agreements. On to property management, Mr. Manager. In addition, it's just, it's just manager case. In addition to the wire fraud disclosure we already discussed, the property management agreement form 900 had a few updates. First, clear authority was granted to the property manager to approve applications. We know many of the property managers were already doing this, so we wanted to make sure the agreement was clear on that authority. Next, we add language that the owner agrees that agent is not an attorney or a collection agency. We heard that several owners were expecting legal advice from the property manager, or they expected you as a property manager to be a collection agent, and neither of those are your job responsibilities, so we wanted to make it clear in the agreement that that's not what you should be expected to do. Finally, the language regarding contractors was updated. Previously, the agreement said that the property manager would supervise contractors. Well, that implies that you are monitoring their work and ensuring that the work is done in a workmanlike manner. Now the paragraph says that the property manager will coordinate with contractors, which is more in line with the service you're actually providing. And the final form that is being changed on July 1 is Form Sum 1, the Summary of Rights and Obligations under the Residential Property Disclosure Act. There were three changes to the RPDA, so those three corresponding changes to this form have also been updated. And now a word from our sponsor. VHDA works with realtors all over Virginia to offer down payment grants and loans for first-time home buyers. Find the right solution for your client and locate a VHDA-approved lender near you. Just visit VHDA.com. So because these are new forms and updated forms that are not live yet, we don't have any hotline questions about them, which makes sense, I think. So as a result, we're going to skip right over the legal hotline portion and go straight into how you can limit your risk. First is to use the standard forms you're familiar with. If you're not familiar with a form, make sure to talk to your broker. If you're the broker and you're using Virginia Realtors forms, contact the legal hotline and we can walk you right through that form. Make sure you're aware of the changes and new forms as they come out. We've tried to help make this easy for you by scheduling updates and releases at the same time every year so you know when to look out for the forms. Also, you know, we're doing this podcast. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're well on your way to understanding the changes and new forms. Great job. Good job. Snaps for you. Finally, do not, don't, no, don't you dare use out-of-date forms. If you are not using the current version of the form, it may not be legally correct, and it may not be covered by your E&O insurance. Thank you for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. 
subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes, and please rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline, where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the Legal tab in the For Members section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Thanks. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is a general reference work as public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. This information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2019. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Like License.